Welcome to the Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts. We are your international headquarters for resources and ideas and insight in relation to the nine elements of holistic wellness. Join us as we interview local and international wellness experts and learn how you can implement and improve one element or dimension of wellness at a time. Our experts will share their practical tips on wellness in one of these core areas. Emotional, intellectual, occupational, physical, environmental, financial, spiritual, social, or habitual. We created our family of podcasts as a resource for anyone who is looking to integrate the nine elements of holistic wellness into their daily lives. Welcome to the show. The Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts is proudly sponsored by the Global Wellness HQ community. It's an online membership group where we meet, we share ideas, we share insights, and we all work together and help one another discover our own personal wellness journeys. If you'd like to join us, you can easily click the link below or scan the QR code, and we love hearing your stories, so we hope to see you in the community. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm really excited. Today, I have my new friend, Janine Shapiro, with me. Janine, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and who you work with? Oh, thank you so much. I so appreciate you inviting me, Jeff, to share with yourself and your audience. Well, I work primarily with women. I do work with men, and yet my audience has, up to this point, been primarily women normally 45 plus. That is what I say my niche is. And yet I'm finding I cover the spectrum from 25 all the way up to 85. The primary focus though is 45 plus because this is where women start discovering that, oh wow, I am my own person. I can be my own person and I would like to feel great about being my own person. Their children are growing up and leaving home and now it's time for them to rediscover who they can be rather than who they were. As a personal leadership coach, I help people go within and explore who they can be, where they're going and what is basically holding them back and what is propelling them forward. So in a nutshell, personal leadership coaching. <laughs> I love that. And let, let's step back. Um, why are you passionate about that? What, what made that become your life's work, so to speak? Thank you for that question. It really, really is a very good one. I watched my mom, a very talented woman who was unaware of her gifts, was totally frustrated, developed dementia. Now, I know there are different schools of thought around dementia. Um, and for mine, it was she was unable to face who she hadn't become. It was just one of the instances. And when she passed away, with her song still inside of her, I decided I choose to move forward from this. Um, I had wonderful parents. They were both very committed to us as children. They supported me completely as adults. And yet in being parents, they lost sight of the fact that they actually are human and they can be more than a parent. They can be more than what society was asking them to be. And this is one of the reasons I choose to really focus on what I'm doing. I love that. And I think that's something we, we can explore. Um, 
because I think so many people and, you know, one of my things I'm always looking at, you know, the roles that I have and, and how those roles have defined me. And I don't think we as as a human race, I don't think we, we have the tools necessarily um, in, in innately, you know, I think we need to explore it. But sometimes we have roles that no longer serve us. And mm -hmm. yet, when I find they become baggage and they hold us back when we don't stop and analyze it, you know, and at some point we get so busy carrying this baggage, we can be free just by choosing to let things go. Um, that Those are my words, not yours, but I'm going to guess you have some insight there as well. My challenge there, Jeff, is watching people being unaware of the baggage. And one of the things I really work with is awareness, becoming curious. When I grew up, I think I was one of the least curious people I know. So this is happening. Well, so what? It's going to happen anyway. And as an adult, I've learned to become curious. I've learned to ask a better question because when we can step into asking a better question, we're able to define okay, I'm in this role now, what is the next role? And to be able to integrate those roles in a far more effective way and become aware of, oh, is this mine? No, well, return to sender with love and consciousness attached. Does this belong to me or is it society's? Well, if it's society's, does it fit with my values? Does it fit with my dreams and my goals? Does it fit with being compassionate, caring? Does it fit with where I'm going? And I always say to people, the way I tied my shoelaces when I was two is definitely not the way I tie my shoelaces now. So many people are still tying their, sho their shoelaces of life like they did when they were two, three, four, and five, rather than where they are currently. I love that analogy, and I'm just going to share now that I'm older and wiser. I don't bend as I used to, and and my hands don't always work as I used to. Um, I've discovered slip-on shoes. Oh, me too. <laughs> and, I will and, say, <laughs> I do have shoelaces, and they've got the cutest bows. They're made out of cord, and oh. I just love wearing them. So, yes, I understand the bending part. I have a chair that I lift my knee up to so I can reach my shoelaces. And, and by the way, this is a metaphor. I get that. But the, the key there was I kept beating myself up. And, and one of my favorite quotes is uh, attributed to Einstein. And he says, if we judge a fish by its ability to climb trees, it goes through life thinking it's stupid. Um, I was judging myself by my ability to physically and metaphorically tie my own shoes and I realized but I don't like tying shoes why am I tying shoes exactly so you released the shoes with shoelaces I yeah. love that and for me one of the best things I ever did was when I bought my children slip-ons so they didn't have to tie their shoelaces and I didn't have to tie their shoelaces <laughs> it was wonderful and yeah. just like you mentioned what can we let go of yeah. Where can we be happy with something new, something different, something expansive rather than constricted? Yes, we can have, um, you know, we have ups and downs in life. So we may have expansion and then con uh, contraction. That is very different to constriction. A contraction is looking at, hmm, how could I make my life better? Oh, I'll get slip-ons constriction is oh, I've got to carry on wearing shoelaces <laughs> shoes with shoelaces 
Well, and I think that's, you know, we'll, we'll take this metaphor because to me it is is a great metaphor. Um, so many people don't like the shoes that society says they need to wear. Um, mm -hmm. So let, let's get to the practical side of things. What are some of the things you do with your clients? To, so you mentioned the awareness. Let's start there. How mm -hmm. can somebody start to get aware that, you know, they're wearing someone else's shoes. I would learn to a wonderful phrase from a modality called access consciousness. And I know other people have also used it. I've subsequently come across it. And um, would you like to play a game with me quickly, Jeff? Absolutely. I like playing games. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to say a phrase with me and to check in with how you're feeling. So just check in how you're feeling, how's your body feeling. Can you do that with me? Just feel where's it tight, where, you know, maybe it feels like, oh, I'd rather go and play, whatever. Now, sure. please say with me, whose is this? Whose is this? Is this mine? Is this mine? Is this someone else's? Is this someone else's? Did you feel any shift in your body? I actually, for those listening, I felt a little bit of shift in my neck. It's and, like it released, hey? Yeah, and not coincidentally, that's where I carry a lot of my stress. Isn't that amazing? Now, please say with me, return to sender with love and consciousness attached. Return to sender with love and consciousness attached. I love that phrase, by the way. <laughs> Me too. And the most important thing about this, even if it is ours, it comes back to us with love and consciousness and increases our awareness. Um, and when it's somebody else's, we become aware of, well, maybe some of the stress I'm picking up from Janine, maybe I'm picking it up from um, somebody who was previously in the room. And that awareness allows us to shift, to change and to become more understanding of maybe this thought belongs to somebody else. Maybe this pain in my body belongs to somebody else. Well, if this pain belongs to somebody else, what on earth am I carrying it around for? And we come back to the fact that many of the things we were taught as children no longer hold true anymore. Um, and maybe in your country, you still have an efficient postal service. Here in South Africa, we tend to use far more email courier services and that sort of thing, uh, just from a pure efficiency perspective. So life has shifted and changed. I now have a cell phone that I have all my books on instead of having a bookshelf with all my books on that I get to dust. You know, it's these <laughs> shifts and changes that we get to make. I, I love that. And that's a great analogy because I am still, I like to hold a book in my hand. I like to read it, but I hate having them, you know, on, on a shelf somewhere. And it's like, yes. I, I I like the convenience, you know, if, if you're thinking, okay, there's a book and there's a passage and I was looking for this quote, um, you know, you can easily find it in a digital book, but I still, when I'm actually reading, I mm. like the physical act of holding a book and so do I. <laughs> so do I. And yet my my young boys, I have a, a 10 and a 13-year-old, um, they're completely ambivalent. And if 
there's a slight edge they'd rather have it on a device and mm-hmm. you know i i just find that that's too passive to you know swipe t- just ever so slightly to turn the page i like to you know you know what's so interesting i have a notebook next to me with a pen when i'm reading and i still <laughs> write out notes so yeah. it's yeah and it's and you know what the beautiful thing is we have a choice some books i have as physical others i have on my my cell phone and the other day there was a wonderful book by uh, michael a singer that i chose to order the physical copy of i've got it on kindle i've got it on audible and now i have the physical copy as well because there was just something so satisfying about working with it in the physical and underlying and making notes and everything. So I agree. It's that awareness of what will serve me best now, because that is what creates our wellness. It's our state of mind, our state of being, and having the awareness of what is my body telling me? What is my life telling me? And where can I expand through it? And what happens when there's a contraction? Yeah. (laughs) And back to reading, I think one of the things for me was I tried to be 100% digital because that's what everybody was saying. Oh, you got to be digital. You got to have this. And for me, that just didn't make sense. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I carry a book with me everywhere. Um, I don't always want to have a tablet or or. You know, um, I'll be honest, I lose my phone a lot because I, I forget where I left it. I leave it at home a lot. Um, annoys my wife because she'll be texting or calling and, and the phone's ringing on my desk. Um, but I always have a book in hand. And and like mm-hmm. you, I always have my notebook and and a marker mm-hmm. or a pen or something. So, yeah. but I, I love that awareness. And, and, you know, it's I didn't have your tools in your language. But I was looking at it and saying, why do I feel this this pressure to digitize my library? Mm-hmm. And, and that's the challenge. that We are expected to conform with the majority of society. And then we start building up energy in our body and blocking energy in our body. And we start blocking our thoughts. And we start blocking our feelings and our emotions. And it's got to go somewhere. You know, so either people have an adult temper tantrum or their body has a temper tantrum and it just no longer serves anyone. I love that. So let's pivot slightly if we could. Um, And again, I know I'm going off on tangents, but that's the beautiful thing about my show. We can. Um, Now, somebody's recognized they've got all of this pent up energy baggage um what are some things that they can do um either working with you or by themselves to start Mm -hmm. to recognize you know it's one thing to say return to sender with love and and attention Mm -hmm. um but it's another to actually remember to do it so 
Oh, I love sticky notes. I love reminders on my phone and I really enjoy alarms. So I'll set alarms on my phone to remind me to do things. And like I say, I'll have sticky notes either on my laptop, on my desk, or by my bed, uh, on the fridge, so that we, and my steering wheel on my uh, speedometer, so that I, I don't cover the speedometer because <laughs> my husband does not appreciate me getting speeding fines. Um, the, the bottom line is I have a way of creating awareness for myself through it. What I also really recommend, Jeff, I ask my clients, I ask people on my podcasts, I ask people everywhere, pick up a pen, pick up a notebook or paper or a napkin or something and put down how you are feeling. I feel this. I experienced this. Not that person did this to me. Life did this to me. I felt this when this happened. I experienced this. I felt ashamed. I felt guilty. I felt happy. I felt exhilarated. I felt like I wished to punch my fist through the, the people's uh, jaw, or I felt like I could just pick them up and hug them and kiss them. You know, you put down what it is you're experiencing and feeling. I call it a journal and a burn. You then tear it out, tear it up, take it outside and burn it in a safe space where you are where it's safe to burn it, either in a, a flame-proof bowl or a fireplace or somewhere. What this does is it gets it out of our body and it makes space. Then you come back and you write down gratitude. I am grateful that I could do that. I'm grateful that I got to meet Jeff I'm, and that we are able to have a wonderful conversation around awareness for wellness. I am grateful that I have a dog that takes me walking four times a day. You know, get into that gratitude because whatever we release, we get to replace it with something at a higher vibration, at a much better feeling. And gratitude shifts that energy in unbelievable ways. In fact, they're quite believable after you've experienced it. Once we've done that, then go and have the conversation with your child, your spouse, your partner, your work colleague, because it's taken the energy off it. It's taken the point of view off it, and it brings in a different perspective. And awareness is about perspective. My perspective, your perspective, that person's perspective, perspective. I love that. And, and there, there's so many things we could go and explore further. Um, I, I love the idea of grati gratitude and, you know, that's something I've been discovering by accident. But one thing personally, I find um, it's really, really hard to be depressed when you're grateful. I mean, it's mm -hmm. literally like it, it swaps out everything that was in your brain for positive. Um, now, for there's probably a few skeptics who are listening and saying it can't be that easy. Um, I believe we choose how we feel. And, mm -hmm. you know, if, if we don't actively choose, then we have these default settings. And, you know, it, it's kind of like thinking about your thermostat and here's the right temperature for the room. Well, maybe it's different weather. Maybe, you know, I, I'm wearing different clothes and maybe I need to adjust the thermostat. Um, Thoughts on that random side note, and and again, I, I recognize I'm creating analogies as we go, but I think people are probably, you know, I, I, I would say most of the people listening want to feel better. Most of them, I don't know if they know that they can choose to feel better. Yes, sadly, Jeff, 
most people are unaware of that and the minority are aware of it and the majority will re often resist. I see it quite a bit as, um, when I ask people, how are you feeling? No, I'm doing fine. Are you on any medication? Oh, the usual. What do you mean the usual? <laughs> and it's that that distresses me, yeah. that people have taken so for granted that they're putting chemicals in their body to suppress the symptoms of what is really happening. And when I work with clients, we work backwards. Let's deal with the symptom. What is your body saying? Where is it coming from? How is it coming forward? What is it? Where is it? Where can we go from here? I do a mixture of coaching, healing, and various things with my clients. The important thing is that was then, this is now. Let's recognize it, release it, and replace it. Because as we are able to recognize it, release it, and replace it, it sounds simple. It is simple. It does require discipline, work, and the willingness to work through it. And very often people want that quick fix. They want that instant sorting out. It's like the person who stands in front of the microwave and taps their foot, you know, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. My, my uh, favorite is the elevator button. They keep pushing the button. Yes. yes. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> uh, it's just so interesting how it um, it comes about that we we have an instant one society. Well, that's great. Sometimes things take time. They take effort. So it's simple, and it does require. Um, layering of different habits. It takes layering of shifting our perspective. It takes working with ourselves. I always say to people, go within so you don't crash without. I love that. There, there, there's so many things you and I could talk about. This is fun. Um, I know. So let's talk a little bit about the work that you do, because I think it's one thing, and, and for the record, I truly appreciate all of the wonderful gems you've dropped already. Um, what does working with you look like? So if somebody was, you, you mentioned something about unsung songs. So first of all, um, what might somebody be feeling where they're thinking Janine might be a good resource for me? What are they kind of feeling or what's, what, what, Things are they hearing in their head that might be a good time to pick up the phone figuratively and, and reach out? Anxiety is a very huge one. A feeling of feeling stuck, unfulfilled, frustrated, anger that just flares suddenly. They can be experiencing physical symptoms like nausea, like headaches, like back pain. Um, those are very much the things that come out. People knowing that they have a dream, knowing that they'd like to move forward, and yet they're not able to. They just feel frustrated and they know there's something more. Having what they feel are nightmares, having uh, experiences where people attack them all the time, where their partnership feels unequal. It's so many varieties. It's feelings where we feel in pain emotionally, physically, 
and experientially. People have a feeling that they know there's something just out of their grasp and they would like to be able to bring that into their life and move forward with it, alongside it and beyond it. Love it. Okay. So somebody works with you. What does that, and and I recognize that this is an inner journey, so I don't think that you can say you do ABC, but what does working with you typical typically look like? Well, we explore what the person re- feels they would like to do, what they think they would like to do, and then we go and look at what they would really like to do. I work with energy, I work with words, I work with thoughts, because what we think becomes something eventually, not everything. It's when we really align it with feelings. We work with what is your greatest fear? I work on helping people with curiosity. And very much I work with the energy centers in the body. I work with what are the organs of the body doing? What is the world outside of the person doing? And where is their experience of it? I do shamanic journeys. We do visualizations. I work with mantras. We work with affirmations. And most importantly, we work with awareness and consciousness. Because as we up-level ourselves, we learn, okay, guilt and shame are the lowest vibrational feelings. What do we choose to move forward with? Because to move from guilt and shame straight into joy is not always the most sustainable journey. I help people develop their energetic capacity for things, the way forward with things. It's like people say to me, well, I would like to earn X amount of dollars. That's great. What is the largest amount you've ever earned? Because to move from here to there, you get to build your energetic capacity to sustain that dollar amount. I would like my relationship to look like this and this and this. Great. Let's work on building your capacity within yourself to sustain that emotion and feeling that is required in the relationship. Because otherwise it becomes an unsustainable relationship. Most importantly, what is that inner child doing? And how much are you able to love yourself? Because we only receive love to the capacity we give it to ourselves. So effectively, I help people align their energy with their dream, their capacity with where they desire to go. And we do this through exploring energy, exploring where it is they truly wish to go, what could be holding them back and what is actually holding them back. I love and that. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> now, I, I feel like that's that's um, a very good description. So thank you for that. Um, I, I feel like people probably come to different parts of that. You know, there, there's different pieces that resonate. Um, mm-hmm. What I heard in all of that, and um, again, I heard this analogy a long time ago. Um, if your thermostat, your internal thermostat is set at mm-hmm. 50 and you've accepted that whatever 50 means, that's what your life, that's what you're worth, that's what you deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people will push through all the things and somehow they'll get to 100. 
but at some point they self-sabotage and they come back yes. down to 50. So mm -hmm. I, I'm guessing that you do a lot of work on that resetting the, uh, the, the thermostat. So thinking about what's acceptable to them, what, what they're worth. Um, mm -hmm. Is that a good assessment or are there other areas where people. Very good assessment. I literally take people out of their past, bring them back from their future and help them live in their present so that they have a dream and a vision for their future. And they stay present in the present in order to create where they're going get into the feeling now of being where they would like to be and bring themselves back from where they were because living in the past is a what, what, pointless waste of time absolutely wastes our time our energy and our effectivity living in the future steals from our present because we miss the opportunities we miss the understandings we miss everything else we miss ourselves yeah. And we get into, people forget, we are creating tomorrow, today. We are creating 10 years in the right now. And something I ask my clients to ask themselves in the morning, what would my 10-year self be grateful for me doing today? Ooh, and I that's, love that. <laughs> that. That's a powerful, because usually I, I've heard it the other way. Um, I had somebody who expressed to me that's a problem for 10 years from now me to fight, face. And it's like, wouldn't it be nice if you sent a little love letter through time instead of saying, not my problem today? It's, you know, what would I be grateful for? Um, mm -hmm. and, and I'm just thinking out loud. I have young boys. Um, you know, what's tomorrow me grateful for? if today me does it, you know, like it's, it doesn't mm -hmm. have to just be, you know, some distant abstract thing, but, you know, just little things like what are the habits you need to be organized in the morning? Yes. Yes. Somebody put it so beautifully. I think it was Jeff Olson in the slight edge, the book, the slight edge, <laughs> where he said, you have a slice of cake every day. The first week, well, there will be no difference. In one month, you will maybe not feel the difference. After a year, you will physically see and feel the difference. And it's to say, thank you, cake. I would like to feel good in a year's time. Or alternatively, you can say, wow, today body would like that slice of cake because tomorrow body doesn't, body chooses to avoid it body yeah. chooses an apple whereas and that's something i do teach people how to work with their body rather against their body because our body has an awareness our heart has an awareness our, every part of us has an awareness <laughs> and when we step into that awareness we know what our tomorrow self will be happy for uh, may i share a quick story of that yes please i had to i was choosing to i i our, our car licenses expire, our driver's license expire. So I went and applied for it. And the other day I heard go today to get your license. And it was so wonderful. Both my clients for that morning messaged me and rescheduled. They had something come up. So I went, okay. So I stood in front of the cupboard and I heard put long trousers on. And I went, but it's so hot outside. So I put on three quarter trousers and I heard 
please take a jersey. And I went, oh, all right. I picked up a jersey. Well, am I so grateful I took a jersey? Because just 40 kilometers away, it was freezing. <laughs> and so my body knew it was going to be cold. And I'm so grateful I listened. I might not have listened about the long trousers. And that's the sort of thing I work with people with, to have awareness and listen to that whisper within ourselves, that instinct and that intuition within ourselves, because they're different. Instinct and intuition are completely separate. And that is also something I work with my clients to distinguish the difference. I, I love that. And this is going to be really one of those opportune moments. Literally this morning, my wife and I were having that conversation about that voice that, you know, in, in a lot of us, you know, people who've had some challenges, you know, we learn to suppress that voice. Mm -hmm. And then when we start to listen to it, it's like being reunited with an old friend, but you're still suspicious of it because it goes against, you know, a lot of the experience you've learned in life. And, you know, it's, it's amazing when you can find that inner voice and start to, to listen to it because, you know, and some people say it's spiritual. Some people say it's religious. Um, I think it's just, you know, our brains processing things and, and, you know, we have this magical, amazing computer inside our heads that can process way faster than we can observe. And whatever that voice is, when we listen to it, you know, trust your gut, trust your instincts, um, life becomes easier when you follow that voice, as opposed to be quiet, be quiet, you know, trying to silence it. Yes. And that's awareness because when we have an instinct, we might rather explore it than trust it because very often it's trying to keep us safe from the saber-toothed tiger. Whereas when we have that quiet whisper and inner knowingness and it's absolutely illogical, follow it because that's when uh, we are being asked to take um, cognizance of it and move forward. Because as you say, the brain in our head, we have that brain in every single cell in our body that picks up on nuances that we are completely unaware of. And that was one of the things you asked at the beginning, what brought me on this journey, uh, my parents dying, definitely brought me on the journey. And that was when I discovered that, yes, everyone is psychic, everyone is intuitive. It's when we take it and we refine it and use the gifts that have been given to us in a deeper way that we actually empower ourselves and help others to empower themselves as well as they choose to. I love it. And uh, I have a little voice in my head. I, I have a couple of connections you need to meet. Ironically, they're in South Africa, but the voice is not saying you need to meet because of that. Um, one, she actually does um, branding, and I feel like the work you do has a massive overlap into the work she does, because a lot of people come to her with, this is the branding I think I should have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can say I've been a lot more successful in life when I stopped saying, here's who I think I should be. And I started saying, here's who I am. If you don't like it, sorry, okay. this is... <laughs> <laughs> this is what I was given. This is what I've built. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to change radically all of a sudden. Um, but, you know, I think those instincts, if we listen to that voice and, you know, maybe we dismiss it because sometimes it can be a whisper. Um, mm -hmm. 
and me personally, I find sometimes it's easier to keep being busy and you don't hear that whisper, but it's in that stillness. And, and me personally, mm-hmm. um, I find when I'm journaling, it's not when I'm writing that I'm processing. Mm-hmm. It's those moments where something takes me off the page and I'm staring into space. Um, that quiet space, you said something about, you know, we have to make room for the things that we need. Um, mm-hmm. I find journaling is my way of making that room. Yes. And you brought up a very important point that I ask my clients to work with. It's an awareness that comes from meditation. Now, many times people say, um, no, they can't sit and meditate. And I have a very simple way I say to people, begin by washing your dishes. Because you're busy, your hands are busy, you can experience the water, you can tune into your breathing, and you can become the observer of your thoughts. And from there, go to the journal, pick up that pen, and observe what you observed about your thoughts. And people, even if it's just three breaths in and out through your nose, just three times, that's meditation. That's that stillness. And I love that you say you're just staring into the distance. And that is coming into connection with ourselves. It's coming back to our center and coming back to that beautiful and incredible awareness inside of ourselves. I love it. I love it. So um, I could talk to you all day, Janine. And unfortunately, I don't think our, our listeners have all day. But um, I really appreciate you've you've given us so many little bits of wisdom. And, you know, I think, if I may, when I think about wellness, if people don't take that first step towards emotional wellness, and, and we deliberately put that first, um, I think emotional wellness is going to give us the awareness, the maturity. Um, But the reality is what I like about emotional awareness is we don't necessarily have to change our circumstances because if we change how we think about things, you know, we can see the world a little bit differently. And sometimes that creates the space for us to change. Um, What would you say to that? And then um, I'm going to ask how people can connect with you and, and learn more about what you do. Thank you. Well, for me, it's about perspective. And when we can shift our perspective, our perspective shifts. And it all begins with those emotions because emotions are energy in motion. And when the energy gets blocked through limiting beliefs, through fears, through unawareness, it creates pain, physical pain, emotional pain. And yes, many, many illnesses come about because of those emotions that are unacknowledged, stuffed down and unable to come out. They have to go somewhere because their energy and they're in emotion and they are in motion. And when they block, they back up. You know, you see in the cartoons when they block the host pipe and then the host pipe just expands into that huge bubble. The bubble's going to burst or there's going to be back pressure somewhere. So, yes, and people can get hold of me at my website, JanineKathleenWithTheK.com, JanineKathleen.com. And I would love to hear from them. And there's a lovely what-if journal and meditation there as a free gift for them as well. Because 
what if we look at the infinite possibilities? What if we look at life from a different perspective? What if I choose to feel well? What if? What would happen if we choose to look at what if things are always working out for me? I love that. And uh, I'm just going to share a friend of mine. He does a lot of work with people on their mindset. And he offers a 100% emotional baggage guarantee. If you don't like the life you've gotten without your baggage, he'll give it back to you. Um, that's the beautiful thing. <laughs> baggage is always there. It's just a question of do we choose to pick it up or not, right? I love that because you know what? So many times people go back and pick it up and I say to them, well, you made yourself available to play with it. So of course it's going to come back. Be very <laughs> careful what we're playing with in our thoughts, our feelings, our words, and our actions. I love that. Well, I really appreciate it. Now, is there anything I should have asked you that I haven't, given you're the expert at what you do, but uh, we could have gone on a thousand tangents, but is there anything that you feel I should have asked that I didn't? Thinking about that, no, I feel we've recovered. We have covered so much. The only thing that I can add is check in with yourself every morning and check that you are on the way to expansion rather than constriction. I love that. Um, and my parting thought for everybody is whether you believe in abundance or scarcity, you're right. Your brain will find that proof. Um, I'm guessing that's a lot of what you deal with as well, right? Very much so. Very, very much so. <laughs> the law of attraction is great. The challenge is it requires action. <laughs> well, I really, really... Oh, I, I appreciate you being on the show with me today, Janine. Oh, well, thank you for the invitation. This has been so special, Jeff. I appreciate you deeply. And I, you, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and we invite you to either click the link below or scan the QR code to register and listen to other episodes of our podcast. Or if you think your business or you would be a great guest to be on our show, we're always looking for experts in one of the nine elements of holistic wellness. We'd love to have you. You can either click the link below or you can scan the QR code and complete our speaker intake form. Thank you and to your wellness.